If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Hello, listeners. Thank you for being here, as always. And hello, Sabina. How are you? Hello. Very excited about this episode. Excited to be here. So, Sabina, you may remember this, but recently in one of our activity coaching clinics, when we asked the question, what is the purpose of activity coaching, one of the participants said, it's to be the eyes and ears for the leadership team. And while that wasn't the answer that we were looking for necessarily, the answer is not incorrect. In fact, there is a lot of truth in that statement. As an activity coach, you are the eyes and ears for your leadership team. And as someone that meets with your FRs two to three times a week, going over daily activity with a fine-tooth comb, you are likely the first person to see trends emerge, to hear when they've had a rough day, or maybe when they've had a big sale or a huge success. You are like the early warning or the detection system in a car signaling when something doesn't seem right or the FR needs service. You're the best person to be providing that just-in-time information to the right people in order to make the most impact. So that is our topic for today. We're going to be talking about effectively communicating with your leadership team. And, you know, as we all know, it takes a village to raise a successful advisor. That's what I like to say. As Steve Jobs said, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. While activity coaching is a key piece to an FR's development, there are many contributing systems, factors, people, meeting venues, and so on that have to work in sync in order for our development to have its full impact. Today, I want to share some best practices with you that are going to break down potential silos and align the support provided to new FRs. So first, our first best practice when it comes to effective communication, notes period. We could probably stop right there. Notes, take them, share them. It really is that simple. When it comes to notes, my recommendations around capturing them, don't write a book. No one is going to read it. You want to keep everything succinct. You want your notes and your feedback to get utilized. You're taking time and putting energy into these notes. The last thing you want is for somebody to get tired of reading them and just not even open your email anymore or or not look at at the link. So I recommend using a spreadsheet. Personally, I use a simple Excel spreadsheet and I have a tab for every FR at the bottom. I then store the spreadsheet in box. If you wanted, you could use OneNote. Some people use OneDrive, whatever you know you want to use. I prefer box. And then I would recommend taking it one step further. And once you have all of your notes in box, I would send an email to the development team or to whom, whomever you want to read the notes with a link 
to those notes as a reminder that the notes have been updated and to provide easy access. Unfortunately, and I know so many people, we've probably all been in this boat, but unfortunately you can't rely on other team members to just go in consistently or go in regularly to see updates. In our mind, we like to think, oh, I'll make sure I read those notes before my next meeting, but oftentimes that just doesn't happen. Now, one thing that I have seen in terms of communication that I'm not a huge fan of is I have seen some coaches send emails with a paragraph for each FR, and that goes out at the end of the week. There's nothing wrong with that. The downside to that is really that if you want to go back and look for themes or trends, you have to go back and open up multiple emails, where in a spreadsheet, I can just scroll back a week, a month, whatever, and be able to get that information versus going back in, finding the right email, opening it up, et cetera. And then also, emails aren't always the easiest to store. Some people don't want to have to save all of those emails in personal folders. So those are my initial thoughts on notes. Sabina, any additional thoughts on notes in general? Yes, so notes are the historical record of your meetings, and you should take them immediately. Like, you should capture those notes immediately, because once you've gone through five or six meetings, you can't go back to the first one and try to remember what what happened in that meeting. They are very important for the team, I know, especially as, as it comes to keeping aligned and everybody being on the same page. Yep. I like that fact about taking the notes right away. I know after, like you said, five or six meetings, it all kind of starts blurring together. So if I don't write down in that moment, a lot of what I you know, have on my mind gets lost. Okay, number two, let's talk about how often you should communicate out. And this one I think we have to be a little bit flexible on. Personally, I think a weekly summary is enough as long as you are sharing the urgent one-off information just in time. So for example, I'm only going to send out the spreadsheet on Friday morning, but if I talk to an FR on Tuesday and they're teetering on the edge of quitting or they just had their best day ever, I'm certainly going to swing by their mentor's office or shoot an email to the development team or leave a voicemail for their GDD you get the idea. If there is something that's pertinent or should be just in time, don't wait until Friday for everybody to get the notes. Make sure that you are getting that information out to the team as soon as possible. So this just-in-time approach really is crucial. You know after all how many times a day, right, an FR thinks about maybe quitting, and it does help with retention. The last thing you want to do is to operate in silos where everyone is doing their own coaching on a day-to-day basis and no one is talking to one another. So that leads me to my third piece of advice, which is aligning commitments. If at all possible, you want to align your commitments with one another across your team, which means two-way communication is going to have to take place. It isn't just about you as the coach sending out what you're doing in activity coaching, but also you receiving information back from the mentors and the coaches. So you want to hear from the rest of your village or your, or your development team. You know, what are they learning or hearing in their mentor meetings? What did they hear in Monday morning meeting or in client builder? You want to break down those silos of the different meeting venues to avoid having three separate and maybe even conflicting commitments at a time. For example, let's say that you activity coach your FR on Wednesdays and Fridays. And on Monday, the rep went to Monday morning meeting and received feedback that they need to increase their QSs. And so then they set a commitment of 20 QSs for the week. And then in their mentor meeting on Tuesday, they receive feedback that their calendar is too light and they really should be focused on new sets. Then Wednesday comes along and it's your turn to meet with them and you may see a handful of other opportunities when you look at their numbers. But rather than throwing in a third focus at them in three days, I would encourage you to align 
your commitment with them or their commitment with you, I should say, have them align the commitment that they set with you to those that they have already set. So perhaps it's four QSs a day or three new sets. I often like to align their daily commitments to a larger weekly or monthly goal or commitment. Otherwise, I feel like it really is defeating the purpose. I'm not saying that they don't need help in all of those areas and that they can't have multiple commitments, but you know, from a commitment standpoint, being aligned is really going to help them make progress faster if all the oars are paddling in the same direction. I have this visual right now of me being in a canoe this summer, and I, I was in you know, the back of the canoe and I'm paddling away and can't figure out why I'm not going anywhere. And I look up to the front of the canoe in front of me and my daughter is totally paddling against what we're trying to do. And so that's what comes to mind when I think, you know, if I'm working on one thing diligently with my FR, but other people are doing things that might be taking away from that progress or potentially be in conflict of that, that's absolutely one thing that we don't want to have happen. So Sabina, your th- any other thoughts on alignment or communication from that standpoint? Yeah, I think I think you make a great point and I just want to emphasize it that if you're if you have a goal of 100 QSs in a month, everybody should understand that's the goal and then you just break it down into daily and weekly chunks of that same commitment. I also think it's on a more philosophical note, I guess, it's super important for everybody to be on the same page because otherwise the FRs, I think of it as you go to one parent and they don't give you an answer you want and you don't tell the other parent that you talk to the one and then you hope they'll give you a different answer. Reps will just bounce around looking for the best answer that, you know, the answer that they want. And if they get the same answer everywhere, then they understand that you all talk to each other and that you're all in alignment and you really are a team with their best interests in mind. Love that. Love that. All right, here is what I want to do. I want to end by encouraging you all to do a little assessment of your communication. Find out what your team likes about how you communicate. What would they like to see perhaps that you aren't already including? Are you communicating often enough? Are you communicating too much? Um, Ask people who you are sending your notes to if they are using them. And if so, how are they using them? If they're not opening them up and they're not reading them, why are they not? Is it just because it hasn't become a habit? If so, they have to go back and listen to our last podcast episode. Or is it that it, you know, that maybe it, maybe it needs to be scheduled. Maybe they need to put time on their calendar to go in there and open it up and read it. Either way, I really would encourage you to do that little assessment of how your communication is coming across. Your impact is going to be multiplied if you're doing an effective job of providing usable information to the other coaches on your development team. The last thing you want is, you know, to keep all that great information that you have about the rep to yourself. So don't wait for a 25-day review or a monthly client builder to make those connections and identify themes across other development team members. Sometimes it's these little tweaks that we can make that can have the most impact. So hope you found some good nuggets in there, some helpful information that you're able to take and use right away today. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.